Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast, where we discuss what moves markets and the week up front. My name is Eva. I'm head of uh, communications for the international markets of the private bank. And with me today is our chief investment officer in the Americas, Deepak Puri. Deepak, great to have you. How are you? Good morning, Eva. It's great to be with you. Perfect. Nice. Let's get started. There's loads I want to discuss with you. It's uh, Today we record on Friday. It's the 1st of March. Any views from your side uh, on the beginning of the year? Uh, maybe a quick recap on, on February? No, absolutely. It's been a great start to the year, Eva. I think part of it has been driven by the momentum we saw in late last year. So for the month of February, again, S&P was up over 5%, NASDAQ up over 6%. And just adding on to the momentum of the uh, last two months. So now it's the fourth consecutive month that these indices have been positive. And I, this is coming really on very good and strong U.S. macro and earnings backdrop, which I want to mention. You know, you just look at the last uh, non-farm payroll numbers, 15-month high on the ISM manufacturing, the new orders expanding, nice earnings beat. All that makes a, a very nice backdrop for, for this momentum. Thanks, Deepak. Let's uh, discuss equities uh, a bit more in detail. Uh, the tech-heavy Nasdaq reached its first record uh, close since 2021 uh, with developments in AI driving investor enthusiasm. Is there a risk of exuberance and could a correction be in store? And also, do you see the rally broadening to other sectors given it's mainly driven by a relatively small group of companies? Yeah, so that's a very good question and probably one of the most frequently asked questions nowadays. You know, the AI remains the most high profile secular growth theme when it comes to earnings. And you can see that with the way the market reacts to the MAG7. Um, you know, interestingly enough, uh, we are almost at the end of the uh, fourth quarter earnings season for last year. The Magnificent 7 earnings grew up uh, 56% year over year. The S&P earnings were up 8%. And if you were to exclude the MAC7 from S&P, the broader index, the 493-odd companies, were actually down on earnings 2%. So that just tells you the kind of over-amplified impact of the MAC7 on the earnings of uh, an index like S&P. However, I do see some you know, uh, broadening out effect happening, especially in certain areas of the economy, which we think are going to do well, uh, you know, this year, you can see that happening in some of the consumer names, you can see that happening in some of the, you know, industrials and materials name. Um, so yes, there is a broadening out effect. But for the time being, most of the earnings growth is being driven by the max seven. Okay, fair enough. Thanks, thanks, Deepak. Turning to data, the Fed's uh, preferred inflation measure, the Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index, or in short, the PCE, uh, which excludes volatile costs such as food and energy, was just published. Can you provide us with a bit of context around these results? And do you see these results affecting the timing of the Fed's potential rate cuts? Yeah, you know, the core PC, it's a mouthful, personal consumption expenditure. <laughs> it's, it's the Fed's favorite gauge for judging inflation because it looks at inflation from a household perspective. The CPI number, which the, the media focuses on, is for a basket of goods and services. So core PCE firmed in January. But what was very interesting was that the super core PCE, which excludes, as you mentioned, the volatile, but it also excludes housing, 
rose 0.6% in January, which was the fastest month-over-month increase. And over a year ago, it went up 3.5%. And if you look at the three-month moving average for this number, it's now at 4.1%. Now, this is the number that the Fed would like to see closer to 2%. You know, that Jay Powell has mentioned that. So that stickiness of core, super core PCE would, I think, warrant a much more cautious approach to rate cuts. And, and um, you know, you see that the odds of a March uh, rate cut is pretty much out the window. Same could be said for May. Now, the odds for a June rate cut, which in syncs with what, the, what, what our house view is, is uh, at 50%. Uh, similar to the uh, SEP, which is the summary of economic projections, we now expect and the market now expects three rate cuts for, for this year, the first one most likely to be in June. Okay, let's uh, let's turn briefly to the uh, kind of uh, recurring topic of U.S. government shutdown, DPEC, uh, which was a topic on the radar again uh, this week. Comment from your side uh, on this one uh, as it leads uh, as a nice segue into the next week? Yeah, next week is, is an important week, uh, not only on the economic front, because we get the U.S. jobs report next Friday, uh, but we also have uh, the Super Tuesday, uh, which is, uh, as, as you know, we're in the general election year, presidential election year. So Super Tuesday for GOP is where 16 states and territories would be holding their primaries and they would put delegate counts to their preferred nominee, you know, barring any uh, actuarial or legal issues, it seems like both the uh, uh, current President Biden and the former President Trump are on a glide path to be the nominees uh, for this year as well. But we won't know that until uh, the national conventions in, in the summer. And then we also have the State of the Union address by President Biden on Thursday, where he would like to you know, tout on Bidenomics and the things that his administration has done, especially with regards to climate change and, and also some other infrastructure investments. We also have uh, on Wednesday and Thursday, Chairman Powell's testimony to both home, house and Senate banking committees, where you know, we might get some input with regards to any potential rate cuts and what the Fed chair thinks about the inflation. And then last but not the least, as you mentioned, the government shutdown. Um, the, there are 12 appropriation bills, four of them were to expire today. Overnight, the, uh, the Congress did what it does best. They do a punt, which means move it by another week. So now the new government shutdown dates are March 8th and March 20th for the 12 bills. Mo most likely you're going to see them get combined into a one omnibus bill package and gets moved uh, later in the month. So a lot of things happening both on the economic front and on the uh, political calendar as well. Wow, Deepak, thanks so much for your for your time and insights today. It's always super interesting. Dear listeners, this was this week's edition of our Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. Have a great week and bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, 
and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2024 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.